Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. Two hundred strong. What's up, you guys? It's September eighth, twenty twenty-one. It is the list in your boy number two twenty-eight. Brought to you by our friend Destiny FOMO, who you can see right, right, right up there, right up there. She joined uh, a tier that we never expected anyone <laughs> to join on Fightful Select. So she is actually our sponsor for the next couple of months. Great person. I've come to know her a lot over the past year. Follow her, twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. Deep into that gaming world. Uh, check her out. Wonderful girl. We're going to see her in a few weeks at uh, Arthur Ashe for AEW. But yeah. Give her a follow. What's up, Jimmy Van? Getting close to that select target that I told you we were going to hit, Aishan. Yeah, finally a raise for me. Yeah, finally, 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 finally. So, uh, the traveling man, how was Chicago? How was that? It was, first off, awesome. I just want to say awesome. Um, my only possible complaint is wish I got AEW interviews there. Wish they did media junkets. Um, I, I think maybe because of COVID they're not doing it, but they mm. weren't doing it. Uh, for revolution so i hope they change that i would love to see them do junkets other than that it was phenomenal uh, i was happy to see denise made a shit ton of money off of her scrum videos because she ain't getting sent there on behalf of fightful so i was very yep. happy to see that uh for those of you who complain about the quality of, of the ones we had it i hear you it will be fixed next time me and jimmy have already talked about things that we can do to change that but friday i got off the plane went to uh went to lunch with actually a couple of people who I know from Kentucky but had never met um, went there, ran into a, a bunch of other media members there, went to Rampage, went to GCW. The next day was wild. It was busy. I went uh, by Black Label Pro, did a couple interviews, went to karaoke, Jimmy. Yeah, I saw some clips of that, yeah. I hit Jer Denise. Jeremy was rocking. Oh, boy. There's a video <laughs> online that I have posted. Uh, I don't know if I'll release it. <laughs> Denise and Jeremy with a duet of Taylor Swift. And it, it was, it was something, but I hit Denise with the stone cold stunner. And that's even before all out Jimmy. Did I she know that was coming, Sean? No, she didn't. Man, you risk injury doing that stuff. Well, you know what? Sometimes when you get in the ring, Jimmy, you just look at the other person. <laughs> you don't have to say a word and you, you just, you call it in the ring, Jimmy. Uh -huh. that's you call it in the ring, right? Walk and, and Denise talk. Are. Walk and talk. But we had so many people that came up and talked about how much they liked fightful. And that was so cool to me. I, Hope I get plenty of that tonight. Um, I lost my Fightful mask in Chicago, so oh. I had to order a couple more. But I'll be wearing this beautiful shirt that I, I created the concept for. My God. Very nice. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll expense the mask, too. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to expense these, too. Um, <laughs> of course I will. But uh, my God, guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Um, yeah. I, uh, I was wow. talking to Sean before Chicago. So I, I'm a big fan of trying things in restaurants that I've never had. 
Yes. You know, like, like trying new stuff. And I hit Sean up before Chicago and I said, Hey, I heard about this place called Portillo's and they make a chocolate cake milkshake. So they actually take a slice of chocolate cake and yeah. they put the slice of chocolate cake in the cup with the ice cream. And Sean responded, goes, Oh yeah, I've been there like three times. Yeah. So I've got a lot of friends from Chicago, like just in general, there's a girl I went to college with who I, I actually didn't get to see this time, but I see every other time I'm there. And her big thing was let's go there. And we tried it. I had one of their hot dogs too. It was really good. But this time, Lou Malnati's hit, hooked me up. Deep dish, they, right? Yeah. Well, for Jeremy, it was deep dish. I've had deep dish. I was I was good on that. But okay, okay. I uh, had some regular pizza. But. Yeah, I, I I felt like a bit of a host isn't the right word, but I I felt like I didn't do my job because I didn't know who from Fightful was going to Chicago. Yeah. And so when I saw one of the videos on YouTube, and there was uh, uh, Hannah was there, and Denise and Jeremy and all these people, I was like, Jesus Christ! I didn't know these people were going. And so I hit Sean up and I said, Hey, if you got time, you know, on me, like take everybody out for a meal by then it's Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, I, I did take, uh, I mean, I took Jeremy and uh, the EP as he calls her, uh, and Hannah and we got some pizza and stuff like that. That That's was good. a lot That's of good. fun. And yeah, it was, it was just a blast. And it's, it's like a big roller coaster when you're around all these people that you talk to every single day of your life, but don't get to see. Yep. And then you're not. And then it's like, I'm going right back up because I'm going to AEW Cincinnati tonight. And yeah, that was going to be the next thing I was going to ask you. Like we're, we're doing this on September 8th, man, you're the traveling man. So now you're going, it. now you're going to the Cincinnati show, Minoru Suzuki and John Moxley. And I think Paco and, and, and Andrade is on that yep. show. Pretty strong, bud. And I'm sure Brian's going to do something. I'm sure Cole's oh, going to do something. Maybe Punk's going to be there. Pretty um, strong. Pretty Hannah strong. Says we went to Denny's for the first time in our lives. Yeah, we had Denny's. <laughs> but I mean, there, there's uh, people asking, how was the Punk ice cream bar? $8. And I got to say, one of the most edible things that I've eaten at an arena. It was actually really, really good. Gregory Nelson, who actually made this, Jimmy says have fun at dynamite i have a ticket to raw monday and after this weekend i just don't want to go yeah i bet oh, so gregory no. gregory nelson respond to my question here and you don't have to do a super oh, chat to oh, respond here you go it was a it was a scotty too hottie head okay that's what i wanted to know okay he said the first time he saw me in Quizlemania, he's like that guy looks like scotty too hottie with a okay beard. and then i look at it and i was like I, I i was shocked that he didn't change anything on that and he didn't change beard. anything at all I mean, like the only thing that's even a little bit off compared to me is the hair because right. Scotty's was like way back. Right, right, right. It like the face. I looked at it and I'm like, how did he get this that accurate from my face? I didn't realize that I looked that much like the guy. Interesting. So Scotty too hottie. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Man. I wanted to know if you got it customized. And we got tons of super chats already. Get those super chats in, guys. Uh, it, it means an awful lot. Christian Knight says, is there a date or month set for Hangman Return? No, but Tony Khan did confirm to me that the plans did change. He did uh, ask for uh, time off, and I appreciated the transparency there. That was, he could have completely kayfabed us. Yep. John Gorman says, hey, Jimmy and SRS, I subscribed to Fightful Select last month and love all the content and work. Keep up the great work, SRS, with all the news. We dropped some big, uh, a big one yesterday we're going to get into, but uh, for those of you maybe on the fence about Fightful Select, it's not just like those big stories. I'll I'll drop like notes. I'll drop interview notes before those interviews drop. That way you all get the exclusives sent directly to you. Uh, I'll drop little news bits. Like I had this, this note yesterday about how a released NXT wrestler was slated for a spot on NXT. And then he got replaced by someone who was also eventually released. Like if I find it interesting, I post it up there. And Jimmy, today's list goes on. Will actually be our one thousandth podcast on Fightful Select. That's, cr that's crazy, huh? It's so crazy. it's not it's not just exclusive news. Yeah. Shot Kid Twenty Nine says AEW constantly reminds me why I love pro wrestling. So excited! And I can't believe I'm going to the Newark and Queens shows. Well, Jimmy, speaking of traveling, I'm going to Queens too because I thought that's where they were going to debut a bunch of people, and yeah. now it's like I can't get my money back on the trip, so I might. As that's well still going to be an awesome venue, though. Yes. Right. Yes. It's going to be great I for see that the venue. Yeah, 100%. There's a there's a girl right now from Montreal, 19 years old, and I think she's in the semis of the U.S. Open. Yeah. And uh, so up here, we're, you know, the Arthur Ashe is getting a lot of play right now because of her. 
but uh, that's going to yeah. be an awesome venue for wrestling and i'm sure AEW is going to set it up i want to i want to get a couple of business notes out of the way and then we'll jump into the major topics so the first one is fightful magazine the september october issue it is now available if you go to fightfulmag.com you can get uh, either the print or digital version cm punk is the cover boy a uh, great article written by jack goodwillie about cm punk's return story about john cena's return to wwe there's a great story about thunder rosa uh, the Wrestler's Tribune was written by Cody Diener of Impact Wrestling this time out. Story about uh, RIP Thunderdome. Lots of other great stuff. There's a great story about Brian Lee. What was his name in WWE? Uh, Chains? Chains, and he was the fake Undertaker. Fake Undertaker. And There's a great story about Brian, Brian Lee. Lee. I've actually, I actually tried to track him down for an interview like the last two years. I tried to have Tom Pritchard hook me up. All kinds of stuff. Like I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm so fascinated by that guy. And this, it's a great story about him working an independent show and the guy that he, that he worked, a good buddy of mine that wrote the article named Jermaine Wilson. Uh, Jermaine was, was still pretty green and he was nervous because he was wrestling Brian Lee and Brian Lee told him just walk and talk, listen to me, walk and talk. And they went out and had a great match. That's a great article. Lots of great stuff. Uh, Fightful magazine. And then the other thing that we can now officially promote the replica version of the Fightful championship belt. If you are either a collector of wrestling belts or if you want to see Sean Ross Sapp at a show and claim your rights to the Fightful Throne, there it is, the replica version of the Fightful Championship belt. I'm it comes to fight with this graph. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jimmy, I'm the real champion. <laughs> We're gonna hang both of these up above a ladder. Uh-huh. I'm gonna test positive for steroids. You're gonna claim I'm not the champion anymore. There you I'm go. I'm gonna come back with the title, and it's not gonna matter. I'm gonna win. Well, as Sean will tell you, because he's holding a he's holding a version of it. Uh, it is a legitimate metal plate belt, a hand-tooled leather strap. Everyone is numbered as they're made, comes with a display box, comes with a certificate of authenticity. And if you go to Fightful.com slash belt, uh, you can check out that belt and, uh, and order your own. So check that out. Great quality. And Sean will, uh, will tell you, uh, Wildcat Belt is handling this. Uh, and so the orders and the payments and the shipping, everything goes through Wildcat Belts. But if you go to Fightful.com slash belt, you can get all the information on that. Check it out. I thought it turned out great, eh, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think it looks awesome. It's different than the, the regular fightful belt, which I, I love. It's a little bit different. Yep. Um, I really, that was a big surprise. Like I had an idea, something like that was coming up. You had kind of yep. told me, but I didn't know what it would look like or how it would feel. And I really like it. I also really like the super chat. Corey Cropper says, I sincerely hope this $5 goes towards a raise for you. Jimmy, <laughs> will it? You know what? This, this is my in real life best friend, by the way. Oh yeah. If I told people and, and Hannah, if I told people what Sean Ross made when I hired him in 2016 and what he makes today, Sean's doing good. <laughs> I, I, but, I don't know, but all deserved. It was all deserved. You know, yes. you worked for it and, uh, and you earned every penny, but Sean's doing well. Daniel R says any AEW match you have to see for me, it's LAX versus Lucha brothers versus young bucks ladder match. I know everyone talking about debuts, but that cage match, uh, I, I did an AEW all-out review today on Fightful Select, Jimmy, and I mentioned that the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers revolutionized or or reinvented the cage match. It's like for so long, it seemed like a structure that almost limits people. They have turned it into a high flyer structure, and I love that. And it's not just one of those. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's one of those things that they have made their own, and I really like that. But I, I do want to see a triple threat ladder match. 
see what they can do that Edge, Christian, Hardys, and the Dudleys maybe couldn't 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I still really want to see Punk MJF just for the promos. Uh, because MJF, I got to tell you, that countdown on oh, uh, on all, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I, I legitimately thought that was Jericho doing like an ode to Y2J. And uh, and it was it was MJF trolling. I, I loved it. I am curious to see if Punk can still keep up in terms of promos. Because do you remember Rock Cena and Rock wrote stuff on his arm? Yeah. And Cena called them out on live television for writing stuff on his arm. I'm 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 curious if Punk can still keep up keep up with uh, with MJF in terms of the just the improvising and stuff. So I want to see those two guys. I think that would be great. I think Brian and Omega, what a banger between yeah, those two a guys. Whole lot. There's there is a whole lot, lot, but I do agree with the ladder match uh, mentality, the, the sentiment. And Young Bucks are just on fire in Chicago. Every time they go there, it's it's a big match. Let's go ahead and get to some of the more of these super chats. Throwback saying, as Jr. would say, business is about to pick up. Matt Reichel says, "Have fun in Cincy tonight, SRS. Great meeting you in Chicago. And Full Gear should be insane as well. Hopefully, see you wherever Full Gear is. That's the plan. Uh, right now, the the firm or the tentative plans are Full Gear." Um, hopefully Survivor Series, if they do media, I'm definitely going to be in Winston-Salem for WrestleCade. That is a for sure thing. I'm, I'm doing some stuff with them, so uh, I, I will be there. Uh, Van Twin Blade says, it's Adam Cole, baby. It's like a tribe called Quest. You got to say the whole thing. That's my favorite hip-hop group of all time, so I can get down with that. Uh, we've got uh, Dante V saying, shout out to Swole and Diamante. Black wrestling draws. Yes, it does. Um, they're like Peter Griffin versus the chicken. And that's a storyline I've always wanted to see. I saw you post that and, and Swole responded to you. Yeah, both of them did. Oh, both they both did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Luis Treese says, uh, any idea on Arthur Ashe card matches? I think uh, Kingston will be involved in something important. And I think they should do Lucha Brothers versus Santana and Ortiz. Even if Santana and Ortiz don't win the titles, I think they should do it there. Uh, MJF will do something probably pretty major there as well, I think. But it's hard for me to predict a match card, so to speak. Uh, I think Hangman Page and Omega, if Page is ready, would be a big, 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 major TV main event match. Like, will they be back already, Page? By I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying, if they could make it happen, yeah. I would do that and say, here you go. Your Lex Luger versus Hogan match for the title type of thing. All right, well, I, I'm not going to talk about All Out in terms of reviewing the show because I think Kate and Alex did a great job on Sunday yeah. night. Uh, Alex said something to the effect of, I'm dead inside, and this made me feel something. Uh, and that made me smile. Like, I, I, uh, I, I, I think highly of both of them, and I thought they did a good job with the review. So we're not going to review the show, but I want to talk about where things, you know, where, what the landscape is now with AEW and, and with WWE, and I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about with you. I was a big fan of the Monday Night Wars in the late 90s, as a lot of people were. I mean, a lot of people that are wrestlers today are wrestlers today because of the Attitude Era as, as fans. And I was a big, big fan of that era. And one of the elements that was so integral to that era was the element of surprise. Yes. With WWE and WCW, you had these two major league groups with established wrestling stars and guys would jump ship, you know, as contracts expired and it created this unpredictability. And, and there was a time when it seemed everybody was just going one way. Everybody was going from WWE to WCW, but then the ship kind of turned. Next thing you know, you had Sean Waltman and you had Paul White and you had different guys that were coming back. And it just created that element. When WCW shut down in 2001, that element largely went away. Yeah. You know, from, from WWE and yeah, we, you know, they had their moments. I mean, Brock Lesnar returned in 2012 and the rock returned and Ronda Rousey made her debut. And there's guys that come back from injury that made a big thing. Like edge was a great one, but they're few and far between. Now you can probably count on two hands. How many of those great moments we've seen in 20 years now for the first time in two decades, there is a company that has the financial backing and the TV time slot to compete with WWE for talent. And I know some people are going to say, well, what do you mean? I mean, Impact Wrestling had, you know, Kurt Angle and Christian and Aaron Stevens and, and a bunch of guys, with the exception of Sting, because Sting's the one guy yeah. that chose not to go to WWE at that time. Everybody else, WWE had let them go. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, because we've seen what AEW can do with those guys. But now, finally, we're in a situation where there's a company that has the resources to compete for talent, and we're seeing guys, by their own volition, 
yes. choose to leave WWE. And if you look at the list, I mean, Jericho, Moxley, FTR, Brody Lee, Punk, Andrade, oh, Adam Cole. Jimmy, 90% of the, the WWE veterans there left of their own volition. Jake yes. Hager left of his own volition. Yes. And, and some Even. people are going to say, some people are going to say, because you know the loyalists are going to say, well, FTR got released and Andrade got released. They, they asked for their release. Yeah. I mean, even, even Miro didn't right. resign when they offered him a deal. I mean, right. Matt Cardona didn't resign when they offered him a deal, even though he's he's somewhere else. Like there's a right. big misconception there. They released Matt Cardona and effectively they stopped paying him a week before his contract would have been up anyway. Right. So right. there's there's a lot of misconceptions there. Uh, I think it says an awful lot that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were both like we loved working at WWE. We loved who we worked with. We loved who we worked for. Yep. But how could we pass up this? How could we pass up something special? How could we avoid going to a place like this? And they both pointed to the audience. When your audience is a recruiting tool for people who are happy in other companies, Jimmy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. I mean, that's, that's a dream scenario. Mm -hmm. Separate of booking or anything like that. And that's why, that's why, I mean, quite frankly, separate of the rankings, I don't give a damn about the AEW rankings, but the wins and losses matter. Mm -hmm. The wins and losses matter. The champions matter. When the champions matter, everything below it matters because you're trying to get there. And that that helps cultivate a, a more hot audience. And that's what we've got here. And it's now being used to lure top stars over to AEW. And and that element of surprise that I was talking about. And, you know, I, I, I saw some people again, because there are WWE loyalists that are going to shit on everything. And I saw some people that said, oh, those guys aren't move aren't uh, needle movers. My wife is a casual fan at best. And I posted this on, on Twitter the other night. She is a casual fan at best. When I told her on Sunday that Brian Danielson is expected to appear at the end of All Out, she stayed up with me to watch the whole show because she wanted to see Brian Danielson make his debut in AEW. Like uh, the element of surprise is, is so important. It's been so lacking. Wrestling fans now that not only have a viable alternative to WWE, but that element of surprise, it's it's returned. And it's not ending with Brian Danielson. And it's not ending with Adam Cole. You got to tell me, Sean, that there are not people in, within WWE or within NXT that watched all out and thought, damn. Just like Brian said in the scrum, right? You yeah. can't tell me that they're not watching that going, damn. That looks like that's a fun place to be. And uh, and I think, I think there's going to be other guys looking to jump ship. AEW can't take everybody, but they can damn well cherry pick. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, and, they can. I mean, people say they can't take everybody. And I saw somebody say that about Kevin Owens. And I'm like, what? Like, yes. They, and MLW promoter Court Bauer even liked my tweet. There's <laughs> always room for the top wrestling talent in the world. There's always room to make shows deeper. The last couple of weeks, I thought Dynamite and Rampage were a little thin. They ain't going to be thin now. Right. I, I'd be shocked if they were thin now. Um, we've got so so obviously that's that's a big story we broke yesterday. Kevin Owens deal is up in January. Fightfulselect.com, please support the work that we do. I can't tell you guys how important it is. I know a lot of people put it out there shortly afterwards, but uh, you're investing in us getting more of this news. And uh, the quite frankly, the more money you give us, the more time I have to. I was gonna say the more money Sean Ross out makes. Yeah, oh that that too. But um. <laughs> I think all this ties in. So let's talk about this collectively. Uh, we've got Deuce saying who's ready for a trip to Mount Rushmore, referencing Kevin Owens, Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. Yeah. We've got Joel Woods saying, I guess the feeling is Owens going to AEW. What about Pete Dunne? They offered him ex an extension. I don't know if he signed it. And then we had what Mick Foley said yesterday. Yeah, so I, again, I want to tie all this together because I think it all works together. But Chris Marcellus says, I hope Brian Danielson uses his American Dragon gimmick Love to see cattle mutilation back in play. I mean, he'll he could still do that. Regardless. I saw a T-shirt with American Dragon on it. Yeah, uh, Slam and Sammy Joe says we uh, post the post all out crowd chanting "We love wrestling." They also chanted "Talk forever" because Daniel Bryan's like, "I'm not gonna talk for a long time tonight," <laughs> and they chanted "Talk forever" at him. Yeah, but. Kevin Owens, I reported yesterday, his deal is actually up a lot sooner than possible. Usually, I wouldn't give this stuff out for free, but. He was trending on Twitter. People know about it. Um, his deal's up in January. Originally, it was up in 2023. I found this out earlier this year, Jimmy, because 
there was somebody in WWE who saw our contract expiration article. Do you remember when somebody sent a super chat and asked why that was off a few weeks ago? Mm -hmm. That was why it was off a few weeks ago. Because somebody from WWE hit me up and they said, hey, that was accurate that his deal was up in 2023. It's not anymore. So I started to poke around and poke around. And uh, as I reported today on Fightful Select, after the situations regarding Malachi Black and Adam Cole and Pete Dunne, they took a lot, they took a closer look at their contracts. They were very aware of this. This isn't like a, uh-oh, WDB got caught asleep at the wheel. I don't mm -hmm. know why people are making it about that. Mm -hmm. The story was this guy's deal is up a year and something before we all thought. Uh, Luis, there he was in episode 226. He asked a question about KO. You're welcome. Yeah, I, I knew then. I knew probably two months ahead of time, but I couldn't really say it. I was working on this story, and I got it. But the same day that this news drops, Jimmy, you got Mick Foley saying, WWE, we have a problem. Yep. You are not the place where people aspire to be anymore. Yep. You are You are not. And he said, yeah, when I came up in 1996, I was creatively satisfied and a lot of great things happened for me. And he's like, I don't know if I would trust the powers that be now. Yep. In 1996, it was great. So we've got 10 Ruses saying, any further thoughts on KO and Foley? You what, mate, says, what's the reaction to what Mick Foley said yesterday? Yep. A lot of people are very interested in this. Please tell me your thoughts when you heard that. Um, I thought it was interesting coming from him giving his ties to the company. Yes. Because obviously, you you know, Miss McMahon's M.O. And Mick is kind of one of these beloved characters. But, you know, Vince McMahon's M.O. And, and something like that will get you blackballed. So kudos to Mick Foley, I guess, for, for you know, being honest with, with, his, uh, with his opinion. I look at it like this. Your success in the ring dictates how big of a star you're going to be um, and how much money you're going to make. But your talent's only going to get you so far. Yeah. You know, the man with the pencil is going to dictate where on the card you're going to be, which in turn is going to dictate how much money you're going to make. And that's reality. And when you look at WWE, let's say if you are an aspiring talent, right? Like Mick Foley said, let's say you're an aspiring talent and you look at Karrion Cross, and you look at Cedric Alexander and you look at Ricochet. And I'm even going to put Montez Ford in that equation because I think Montez Ford should oh, be a damn single star by now. He's going to be great. Yeah, you put those guys in that equation, and if you're an aspiring talent and you see what, what how those guys have been handled, and now you look at Miro, and you look at Darby Allen, who everybody's talking about, all the guys coming up, uh, signing with AEW, and you look at uh, MJF. If you're an aspiring talent, and if you have the option of going to both places, you know it, it's like what we said with Adam Cole. Unless you have a guaranteed big money, no-cut contract, why would you go there unless, like Adam Cole said in the scrum, when I was nine years old, that was my dream. Yeah. And this is the thing WWE has that AEW doesn't yet, is that a lot of the guys that are coming up, they were fans of WWE, just like I'm a lifelong fan of WWE, and that was what they aspired to do. And, and I look at Gable Stevenson, who just signed, in the same light. You know, he, he has not hidden the fact that he was a WWE fan, and that's kind of what he wanted to do. But this, give it five to ten years, and five to ten years from now, WWE is not going to have that anymore. They're not going to have that, I'm a lifelong WWE fan, and that's the goal. Five to ten years from now, AEW is going to be the dream. And I, I agree with what Mick said. Just when you look at the way guys have been handled, it's, it, it is, because like I just said, your talent will only get you so far, and the money you make is dictated by how you're presented on television. Yep. Miro's a perfect example. Look what, mm -hmm. what, look what they're doing with Miro. And I couldn't believe on Twitter the people that had the gall when I posted the whole thing about uh, uh, Malachi uh, Black and Miro. These are guys WWE didn't want, and AEW presented them differently. Oh, and now it, it's so dumb the way that I, we had people saying, "Oh, Fox and USA aren't worried about Adam Cole and Brian Danielson leaving." Right. That is all due respect to that person who I get along with. That is one of the dumbest comments I have ever heard. Yes, yeah. they care. When WWE has less interesting shows, you are out of your fucking mind if you think that these two networks don't want the best possible show pot that, that can be made because that means more viewership for them. It is unreal how people can like convince themselves that a company throwing billions of dollars at another company is just 
okay with whatever. Right. No. Right. Well, I, I saw people on social media that were saying, uh, oh, maybe this is going to light a fire under Vince McMahon. What happened with, nope. because obviously the reception for all that was very positive. Right. And so people were saying this is going to light a fire, fire under Vince McMahon. If you believe that, then you don't see the big picture because the big picture is WWE right now, just on their U.S. rights, just on Raw with NBC Universal, just with SmackDown on Fox, and just with the Peacock deal, makes almost $700 million a year just on the U.S. rights. And that's excluding international rights. That's excluding Saudi Arabia shows. That's excluding merch and ticket sales. Just on their U.S. rights, they're making $700 million a year. This man is 76 years old. And he has surrounded himself with yes men that tell him exactly what he wants to hear. Anybody that's going to shit on Bruce Pritchard and say, oh, the quality of the show is because of Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard is in job uh, uh, preservation mode. Always. Right? I mean, yeah. always. He always knows what Vince wants to hear and he delivers what Vince wants to hear to save his job. That's reality. And until Vince is out of there with all due respect to him, nothing's going to change. It's just not because the money's guaranteed. Yep. I mean, that's... That's the the sad reality of the situation. It is. <clears throat> I'll I'll say this: the last few weeks have been more inspired than usual because it hasn't been rematch, 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 rematch. It's been new match, new match, rematch, rematch. Right. Like I mean, we're getting Sheamus and Damian Priest again. What? Yep. Why do we need that? Yep. Why do we it's need true. that? Revu Roy says, "Imagine Ric Flair coming to WWE in this condition." I don't know what you mean. You mean like Ric Flair in like '92 or something? Like. I, I, or, or 91. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats. Uh, KE775 says, can WWE reverse their negative momentum? They could. They won't. You know what? I was going to talk about this later, but I'm going to talk about it now because it ties into this. So look at Omos, right? Mm -hmm. Omos makes his in-ring television debut at WrestleMania five months ago. Omos is maybe the only guy on the Raw roster who for five months has been protected. He's Damien. been pushed. He's been made to look strong. And what happened on Raw when he was face-to-face -face with the WWE champion? It was like 1989. It the was live, like... Live card was hot. It was like it was like Lashley was Hogan and Omos was the monster of the month. And yes. they were like, oh my God, what's yes. going to happen here? I was too. Yes. I was I was excited for a Greco-Roman knuckle lock, Jimmy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hell yeah, test of strength. Give me that. The yeah. only move that worked on WCW Thunder video game. I want it. I want it. And Damian Priest has been been uh, protected as well. Besides that, it, it's hard to even think that he was. He got pinned with by the Miz with his yes. pants around his ankles. Yes. But he has never lost a singles match on, on Raw ever. And I think that says a lot. And they should keep it like that. And it was to the point, Jimmy, when I, even a few months in, I'm asking Bobby Lashley who should challenge for your title. And the first name he said was Damian Priest. Well, yeah. I'm sure he probably said that name because he ain't a loser. Yeah. <laughs> On TV. Yeah. But it's, it's the same thing that we said about Ryback in the past yeah. where they brought him in. They spent a few months with him working enhancement matches, handicap enhancement matches. Next thing you know, he works punk in uh, Hell in a Cell and they did a very surprising buy rate. This isn't rocket science. If they chose a few guys and they decided to protect those guys, push those guys, that means that you're sacrificing other guys in order to push those guys. Next thing you know, you've got legitimate challengers, but they don't do that. That's just kind of how it is. And, and when I saw that Randy Orton is getting the match at Extreme Rules against uh, Bobby Lashley, I thought to myself, on the Raw brand right now, can you think of one established babyface in the main event picture who is capable of legitimately challenging uh, Bobby Lashley other than Randy Orton. Can you think of one established babyface right now in the main event picture on the entire Raw brand outside of Randy Orton? Well, there is it, nobody else. If Priest didn't have the U.S. title, I would say that. Right. But I don't want them to tie up those, those titles. Right. This is exactly what they're doing. There's this is literally, exactly what they're doing. There's literally nobody. There's nobody. Yeah. And 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 when I see what, ha what happened with that reaction with Omos, I thought to myself, this can be done. But but yes. the problem is is they they're just not doing it. They're fifty fifty everybody. Another and, thing and, that I want to mention. Well, go ahead. It's Sean. also very frustrating because you have all these prizes on your your brand. You have the U.S. title, the the WWE Raw title, the women's title, the tag titles, all that, and you consolidate it to where it's like, oh no, have Lashley go out and and yell at Damian Priest, and then have Lashley and MVP challenge for the tag titles, and then have the tag champion challenge for the Raw title, instead of 
being like, you know what? We need something important in hour one, hour two, hour three. Let's do a title match. Let's do a top contenders match. Let's do something else. Now, this week, they did effectively run half the show as a top contender match, so I'm cool with that, but make as much stuff as important as you possibly can. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. No, it's okay. So I, I went back and looked up June 26, 2018. Mm-hmm. June 26, 2018 was the day the WWE announced their deals with Fox and NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. And those deals kicked in in October of uh, 2019. The week of June 26, 2018, that happened to be a Tuesday, and SmackDown was still on a Tuesday at that time. That night on SmackDown, do you know who they featured on SmackDown that night, June 26, 2018? Yes. Luke, Luke Harper, Daniel Bryan, Rusev, and Kane, along with a handful of regulars that are still there today, Becky Lynch, The Usos, and Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy, of course, now is in the 24-7 title picture. So good for Jeff Hardy. That week as well on Raw, it was the June 25, 2018 edition of Raw. They featured Kurt Angle, The Revival, which is FTR now, Matt Hardy, The Authors of Pain, The Riot Squad, Mojo Rawley, and Braun Strowman, uh, along with a couple of regulars, Roman Reigns and, and Bobby Lashley. And I should note, just to be fair, Dean Ambrose was on the roster. He was out with an injury at that time. John Cena was already part-time at that time. Bray Wyatt was part of a tag team with Matt Hardy. So he was still on the roster. AJ Styles was on the roster. Randy Orton was on the roster, but he, he had a tour meniscus at that time. So this is when Fox and NBC Universal agreed to these big five-year deals with WWE. Fast forward over three years later, with the exception of Bianca Belair and maybe Damian Priest, because he hasn't proven to me he's a needle mover yet, but maybe Damian Priest, maybe Matt Riddle. Who has WWE created in three years in terms of new stars since they signed those new deals? That's why I said Vince McMahon doesn't produce stars anymore. No. Can you think, can you name people, even people one? People really got mad at me for that. Who and did? People really got mad at me for that. Yeah. I, over the last three years, one that stands out that is better right now than they were in NXT is Damian Priest. He had a lot of TV experience before this, though. He worked Ring of Honor, and he was a champion there. Yep. He worked NXT. He was a champion there. Uh, I think to be honest with you, I really like the name Punishment Martinez, to be honest. I do too. It's a badass name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that he didn't produce him before that. Before that, probably Braun. Um, and where's he now? Before that, probably Bray and the Shield. And there you go. Uh but when you look at from the time they signed Punishment Martinez was already over, not not WWE global TV level. Like he he definitely helped his case a lot by doing really really well in wwe but if but i i know that you're working on the story with uh about the television executives fox and, and nbc universal <laughs> and and uh, to just cut you off i know i said it'd be out next this week i promise i'm still working on it but this this shit that just happened this past week yeah it's it's like another big thing happens it's like oh well there's becky and brock and they're seen as in and then he's out and then it's yeah. like bye bye cole and yeah. and brian danielson if I'm an executive there, especially at Fox, because NBC Universal is in a different situation. Raw is still number one on cable for them. They haven't been able to produce any original programming of note. Yeah. Fox got them for the 18 to 49. That's yes. why they that's why they signed them for I think it's 205 million a year was for the 18 to 49. And they haven't moved the needle. I remember I remember when they signed, and I believe the, the president of Fox said they were targeting a 1.0. And they're doing like what a, a, a 0.59, 0.69, I think, somewhere in that range. If I look at Fox executives and I look at when we signed them, they had all these guys and now they haven't added anybody new again, with the exception, maybe of Bianca in terms of a star, they haven't added anybody new, but they've subtracted. I don't think I'd be too thrilled about that. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it goes back to what we've talked about before, about the marquee when, when you're an entertainment company and your talent is your lifeblood, but your mindset is the talent is expendable because the brand is the draw. When that's your mentality, you end up where they are. In terms of Brian, a, a guy who, you know, by his own admission, loved WWE, met his wife in WWE. Kane is one of his best friends. He chose to go someplace else. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it's really telling. And uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. And you know what? I, I want to say this because I know that there's WWE loyalists that are watching and they're probably pissed, pissed that we're kind of bashing WWE. I'm, I'm a lifelong WWE fan from the time that I was 10 years old. All right. I am a lifelong WWE fan. And when all out happened, as exciting as it was as a fan to watch it, to see those surprises and to see the, the, the hot crowd reaction and all of that, as a lifelong WWE fan, part of me was a little sad. Yes. Because 
I grew up watching so many great stories and so many great moments. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, all the way to Bret the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels and Austin, Rock, DX, Kane, Undertaker, all the great shit that, that they did. It feels like those moments and those stories are so few and far between now. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's almost a little sad because I just don't, I don't see how things are going to change. I just don't. Yeah. And, and all these I, guys who have chosen by their own volition to leave and, and, you know, the Miro, it's only been a little while that he's been, you know, Miro, uh, the, the, the ass kicker, but he's getting over so strong and he's looking so good. And WWE had that, they had that and, and they just didn't know how to present it. Jimmy, it's, it's sad, it's, man. It's not rocket science. Build a show that is as important as possible, and to do that, you have to make the wins and losses matter. That sure. that that is what it all boils down to. And for everybody that's about to send me a message saying they don't care, cool. Well, then nobody else cares either. That's why the right. show is dwindling in viewership while other shows increase or stay steady. And there's always a scheme. There's always a scapegoat. It's Higher and fire Eric Bischoff, higher and fire Paul Heyman, higher yep. Bruce Pritchard, make Bruce Pritchard in control of something. Oh no, NXT needs new this, they need new that. Let's turn the lights out on Raw, let's do Raw Underground, let's bring out Retribution, let's do a draft, let's do a shakeup, let's do all this stuff. Let's do a wild card, a brand to brand invitation. Mm -hmm. You are the authority. <laughs> there is always an excuse, there is always a scapegoat instead of just don't be fucking lazy and make something that people want to see. The talent is there. The creative minds are there. People don't get into wrestling without being creative, Jimmy. you got to create moves, stories, a character. That These are creative people. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, if you're running into a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers that are like, I don't know, I don't really have a vision for myself, get them the fuck out of there. Because <laughs> they're probably not going to do very well for you. The It, it is there. And, and you know they, what else is telling to me, it. too? I'm sorry. You know what else is telling to me too? When Cole was asked about what he's looking forward to at the scrum. And he said, I'm looking forward to sitting in a room with, you know, say Tony and with whoever else and brainstorming and having my ideas be heard. And maybe they're not good. And we chose to tweet, choose to tweak it, or maybe it is good. And we choose to use it to me. It was very telling that he said that because NXT had this reputation as being different than the main roster. Yes. Right. Had this reputation of it's different. Hunter leads it. And, you know, the guys have more influence. Adam Cole was arguably the top guy there. He and for him very well. Right. Very and well. and for him to say, I look forward to being in a room where I can like give my ideas and have them be heard. That was very telling to me, man, that he yeah. said that we, we we've got a bunch of super chats. Josh Baker says people seem to confuse putting talented, charismatic people on TV that should be stars like Montez Ford with booking stories that create stars. Man, I had people say, oh, look how well they built Bianca Belair. And I'm like, no, Bianca Belair got over in spite of a terrible storyline leading to WrestleMania because she and Sasha Banks are two of the best performers in the world. Right. She wasn't on TV after she got called up, besides when they wanted her to beat Zelina a few times. Right. They took her off TV because they didn't know what to do with her. When you have people like AOP and Bianca Belair, and you're like, oh, I think I'll park them instead of having them win matches and getting them over, that's indicative. KE says, have you ever heard anything regarding Triple H's feelings regarding cuts? Three or cuts, former NXT champions jumping ship and NXT changing perception. Well, I know that Adam Cole really liked working with him. I had always heard that he had a sense of loyalty to Triple H and Shawn Michaels, but I can tell you that Triple H's response to the email information that came in when they announced all the releases was just thanks. Right. It's like a dejected thanks, it seemed like. Yeah, and obviously um, he canceled he the takeover, right? He canceled he, the takeover call. Yeah, they, this was the first time they didn't do an NXT TakeOver call yep. in, since I've worked at Fightful and since I was wrestling working at Wrestling Inc. Yep. Malane says, would you do a show in the shadow of Mount Rushmore to debut uh, Kevin Steen if he were to sign with AEW? I don't know if they have venue set up <laughs> there. There's a lot more to it than that, but I like what you, I like what you, you mean because AEW wants different looking venues, and I think that's important. You know, I got I to gotta say, I would love to see Jericho and KO you know, revisit, revisit that partnership because that was, yeah. that was a, I talked about how we don't see a lot of great moments anymore. Kevin Owens turn on Jericho was one of them. That was it one was. of the, one of the, yeah. One of the few great moments that we've seen. Kurt Benoit says, shout out to Tony Khan, the media scrum, someone unintentionally and indirectly insulted 2.0 TK corrected them immediately. Respect. I must've missed that. Uh, uh, a, a reporter said, Adam Cole, you're the first NXT star 
to jump uh, ship. And okay. TK said, don't forget 2.0. I understand that, but they, they were released. Like they had signed new deals with WWE, but Hey, it's just the political answer. They're way better off now. Garcia says, listening to you guys on my drive down from Columbus. I'll say hi. If I see you, I hope you do. If you all see me tonight, uh, please come say hi. Uh, Sean loves nothing better. So if, if you see Sean having a meal somewhere, let's say he's in a restaurant having a meal. He loves nothing better than to have people come up and ask for a selfie. Right when he's I don't like mind taking pictures, of right? People. When, no, but I'm talking mid bite, mid bite. Well, maybe that, not that's when he COVID. wants a selfie. It's not, ne- I've never had anybody like do that during a meal or something. People are really polite. And I mean, that's did I, just, did I tell you about my meal with the Bushwhackers that time? Oh, no, you did didn't. I tell you about that? You didn't. I had dinner with Justin. I tried to picture this table. I had dinner with Justin Roberts and the Bushwhackers. Boy, and every Bushwhackers, every I'd say every minute and a half. Somebody came up and asked the Bushwhackers for an autograph. Oh, boy. And Luke did all the talking. because uh, Or uh, Butch. Butch did all the talking. Because Luke I is the, is the reserve one. Partner first. I was like, he was there, too. What's that? Sorry? I thought you meant your business partner. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, he was there, too. Yeah, no, no, no. So Butch, Butch did all the talking. And and he very politely would say, wait till I'm done eating and then come back. And then go, they'd go away. But then a minute and a half later, somebody else would come up and ask. And I said to them, I was like, how often does this happen? Because obviously the Bushwhackers are pretty recognizable guys to wrestling fans. I said, how often does this happen? And they said, all the time. Yeah. So, but Sean, Sean, uh, Ross likes it. So, I mean, I, I guess we have a couple of Tony Khan related questions, uh, but we also have some comments. DJ cast says, remember when NXT was the future is now. Yeah. Uh, Aaron world order asked the question that Jimmy won't know the answer to. When is it the last time two can- Canadians made a at a pay-per-view? I mean, we, we don't have that information right offhand. AEW all out. Yeah, there you- <laughs> That's why they're asking, because it was at AEW uh, all Daniel out. R says, should AEW mo- do a Money in the Bank style gimmick or too obvious? They, I think they would need to put their own spin on it. They, they put their own spin on the Royal Rumble, and I like that. I hate I think- it. I love it. I, love I hate it. it. So I, I will say this, and, and somebody on social media mentioned this. If they do picture in picture, mm-hmm. whenever it's time for the next suit to come out in the Casino Battle Royal, then it might work if they do picture in picture. When I watched this, the Casino Battle Royal at All Out, and I've never liked the concept, and I, and I will say I applaud them for trying to get their own signature so match. I haven't seen it back on TV, so I, I don't know what you Watch mean. it back on yeah. TV because you'll, you'll think differently. So here's what happened. The next suit would come out. You got five P, five girls, right? Yeah. Just like in the Rumble, whenever there's the next entrant, the entrant runs out, action's going on in the ring, the entrant runs out, and then yeah, they get I they get, get into some spots with somebody. The problem in the Casino Battle Royal is the, the first girl in the line runs out, the camera's on her in the action, and the other four are completely forgotten about. Yes. And I saw that, and I thought, I just hate this concept. I understand why they do it. They do it for the Joker. That's basically yes. the reason. And I applaud them for wanting to have a signature uh, a signature match. That's cool that they want to have a signature match. It doesn't work. I don't like it. Yeah, all the entrances were missed for all the suits, except for the first girl that, that, that led the line. Like somebody on social media said, if they do picture in picture, and if they have one on the, on, the, uh, on the entrance way, then it might work. Then you've got everybody coming out. That might work. Okay, Unless I the, that. I, What's yeah. that? Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't see what you meant at first, but now I can even see it in my head. Like, yeah, there are some production things. Right. Right. Anna says what he really loves is when people want to show him card tricks at 2 a.m. That's oh. another I don't want to bury anybody, but okay. that was okay. that was I was very tired. I'll say that. I was I was extremely tired. I've never been more tired in my life than when that happened. But oh a oh boy. Um <laughs> overall 99 said WWE should be worried if Roman leaves for Hollywood. He's the constant trend for WWE. Uh they should be constantly building more stars. They should, and they don't, and they don't. Because wins and losses don't matter for them. Sure. Maybe, maybe they could get away with that 20 years ago. They can't anymore because now people realize that you can pass on Raw. Antoine says, big fightful supporter. It was awesome meeting you at GCW Black Label Pro. Keep up the great work. Hope you didn't spend too much on that car rental fee. Buddy, I did, but it was worth it because everybody else was. I haven't seen the receipt yet. I'm sure I will. Oh, if, if you want me to pass that along, I will. Um, yeah. But Antoine, it was great to meet you. That was really awesome. We got to speak with him for a while. Uh, Eric says, Jimmy, is there an opportunity to invest in Fightful? Yeah, FightfulSelect.com. You can drop that five <laughs> bucks a month, my friend. <laughs> Sean Rossap, you sweetheart. That was the best Listen, answer. You know possible. what? You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll sell to him, Jimmy. Uh we've got we've got 
Pogvon saying, Sean, you look a lot like MJF. Please don't tell him that because uh, he'll bury me on Twitter. Can we become Fightful Select members through YouTube membership? No, that's a separate thing. Go to FightfulSelect.com or Patreon. Rangers Mayhem says, what's your take on Omega Reigns debate of the number one wrestler? The god of professional wrestling is in his number one rightful place on the list. This is about the PWI 500. All due respect to PWI. I love them. I grew up reading them. I could not give less of a shit about that list. I respect all the wrestlers on it and everybody who does care about it. I hope that it means a lot to the people involved. I don't give a damn. I ain't arguing about it. Um, I agree. I, I I think that stuff is subjective. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I you know I know people always talk about like the the Wrestling Observer Awards and stuff. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's it's all subjective and it's like popularity contest and I don't care. I I think that. No disrespect to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a world-class in-ring competitor, a better in-ring yeah. competitor than Roman. Although Roman is very underrated in the ring. In terms of the, I, because I, I, I look, I saw what PWI classifies as the categories that lead to them choosing somebody. Yeah, and one of them was like influence on the business and all of that. With all due respect to Kenny Omega, he's nowhere close to Roman Reigns' league in terms of star power. Not even sure. close. Not even sure. close. And and so great in the ring, world class guy. Not even in Roman Reigns' league in terms of star power. Uh, and that's just my opinion. I want to get to these super chats as I do have to leave immediately after this. We have uh, Lonnie Barker saying Kalex or Calix is my new favorite show. Jimmy, when are you gonna get him a new NXT style logo? Well, funny you ask. There you Bam. go. There you go. Had that uh, submitted today. Right Lonnie there. Barker, we did that because we knew your super chat was coming. Exactly. So we got it done for you guys. Uh, maybe we'll get him a new frame made. We, I don't know. Matt Rubin says, always consider myself a WWE guy, but at the end of All Out had me feeling really excited to be a wrestling fan again. SRS, hope to see you in New York City. I hope so too. That is an overnight for me. I planned it. I'm excited to see the venue. I'm sure it'll be a great show. Where are you staying in New York? Um, some crappy hotel. Are you staying? You're not in Manhattan, yeah? Queens, even Queens. worse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've got um, Slam and Sammy Joe says casino ladder match. Brian Cage won. Yeah, I love the casino ladder match. That's that's what they they referenced you uh, as one of. The, I mean, but it's not like money in the bank necessarily because you don't get to decide when you get that title shot. You just you get it right. And uh, Demon Tifa says uh, Joey Janela's card trick. Yeah, that was that was a highlight. That was good. Eric says, will I really be flown out to Toronto with Sean for a GOAT membership? Yeah, I think so. If you want to do it, so so we, 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 should, we should make light of this. So those tiers are joke tiers. Yeah. But we never intended anybody was ever. Them. What's that? <laughs> Two people. Yeah, we, we, we never. And, and I, I feel like I've told the story on the air before. I had to hit up Justin Roberts and say, hey. Remember that time that I told you we were putting this joke thing on like two years ago? Well, somebody else just got it. Yeah, our Destiny FOMO got one as well. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's I talked to I talked to him about Destiny, and J Justin was pretty cool. He, you know, what he said to me, Sean? He mm -hmm. said, "I know for a fact that she didn't get that because she just wanted my intro." Yeah. So he goes, "Pay me whatever you want. Just that's pay me whatever amazing. you want." That's amazing. Well, she's wonderful. I'm I'm glad to have her as a sponsor. Um, gotcha teen says, do you think CM Punk's return boosted WWE viewership? No, not at all. WWE viewership. Like maybe as what will they do to respond no. to it? Uh, and we had Reva Roy saying, I meant could WWE make Rick a big star like they did back in the day. If their creative was like this, well, they didn't, he came in as at that time, the number two, um, number two star in, in wrestling. Uh, I mean, that's like it, behind hogan uh ed Uribe says guess my super chat won't be read i want my five dollars back well buddy i'm getting through them <laughs> but if you want i can tell you to hit the bricks <laughs> ricky bassin says your opinion on full gear staying or leaving in st louis it's a rough thing to switch that on that short of notice why would they leave st louis they already had uh other stuff um planned they already they already had other or they already had other um, venues booked, I think. And the UFC was Saturday night, NFL Sunday night. I see, I see. Yeah. So the venue was already booked. Yes, exactly. 
Got it. Uh, sorry, sorry to stutter there. I was trying to find that super chat from Ed Uribe, who says, it was incredibly stupid of Brian Danielson saying he loved working for WWE in his first promo. Well, since you were a crybaby about me taking a little bit longer, I will say that was an incredibly stupid comment <laughs> because it's not bad to say that you don't hate no. the place you used to work at. No, and and like see, and people got to understand too, the fans at All yes. Out, uh, any AEW fans in general, yeah, some of them hate WWE or some of them are disenchanted with WWE, yeah. but they want wrestling to be good. And this is what we always say: I don't want to bash WWE. And when wrestling is good, we say it's good. But it just so happens that in WWE, there are more things now that make you want to thrust your head into a wall. Yeah, because there's just so much nonsensical shit that's booked. I don't want to bash the company. I want things to be good. Eric says, I have 5,000 to burn sold. Do it. I want to go to Toronto. <laughs> I've been planning a trip to Toronto this fall anyway. It's like, man, uh, send me. Send I think me. I think I might have to crunch the numbers to make sure I'm not losing money on that deal. I, say, I don't think you would be. I don't think uh, you would be. You'd be paying. Uh, you'd probably be like, what, one night, two nights, something like that. I'll, I'll have you on a red eye back the same night, Sean. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Solid Gold says, I think <laughs> AEW should feature a next division championship where three stars from AEW and three from Impact compete in an next division structure. I disagree. I don't think you need that. Um, I mean, they could do a match. Sure. I think they should establish their own titles, and I don't think you need to put like a style on it necessarily. Dylan says, "Any uh, oh guys, I don't have any info on Sami Zayn's contract. None. What I have is up on that website. When I get it, I will let you guys know. I don't know how much time has been added to it. I appreciate the super chat, but I do not have any additional information on that. So please stop tweeting me and asking. But I do appreciate that super chat. Charles said, if you have time while in Queens, I highly recommend you check out Jackson Diner for lunch. It's excellent Indian food buffet. Uh, I'm going to like let the, I think I'm supposed to see Destiny and Demon Diva there. Um, so I think I'm going to, just listen to what they have to say have and you not Indian food in your life, Sean. Yeah, of course. Don't be ridiculous. Have you? Yeah. Because when I took you to the sushi place in Vegas, you acted like you lived like in a in a in a farm out in Wyoming and had never seen sushi before. So no, you've had Indian food? I live in a farm in Kentucky. Joel Woods says, So with Owens potentially leaving, I like AEW, but I'm a WWE guy. I'm shocked to learn that, Joel, based on our interactions. He says, I'm less excited when they're not doing well. Is there nothing to be positive about? You can be positive about whatever you want, man. I mean, you can like things or dislike things to the degree in which you you find. Is he super- talking about in WWE? Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the RK Bro is a lot of fun. I, I still really yeah. like R- RK Bro. I think Damian Priest has a lot of potential as long as they're smart with what they do with him. Bobby Lashley is finally seeing his potential. They should have been done this with him when they brought him in, but he's finally seeing his potential. Roman Reigns is still the man. Uh, I, I love what they're doing with him. There's still stuff to like. It looks like they're going to bring the demon back. That'll be cool. Yeah. So there, there's still stuff to enjoy. And I'm a I'm a big Brock Lesnar guy. I've been very honest about that. And Brock is back. There's stuff to enjoy. The problem is there's so much repetition and there's yeah. so much distraction roll-ups and the whole Charlotte Nia thing, Sean. It's like, what, Charlotte's not good enough to beat Nia on her own? She had to have all the Shayna crap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit drives me crazy. And they do that all the time. Josh says, what's happening with Dunn? They offered him a new deal. I don't know the length. I'm trying to find out that as we speak. I probably shouldn't even tell people I'm trying to find it out because somebody else will try to scoop me. But Hannah says, Brian's father-in-law and wife still both get checks from there. Why would he shit talk them? That's a very good point. That's an incredible point. And even even said that at the scrum. They're like, will Brie come over? And he's like, man, she's pretty ingrained in WWE culture. And you remember when he did the retirement speech. Mm Mm-hmm. And he put over like Glenn Jacobs, him and Glenn Jacobs are like, you know, very close friends. And he yeah. met his wife in WWE and, you know, yeah, he, he was in, he was a commodity in ring of honor. You can't compare what happened to him in ring of honor compared to what happened to him main eventing WrestleMania. There's no way that he's going to crap on WWE and there's no way Adam Cole's going to crap on WWE and they shouldn't, they were both taken yeah. care of. I agree. If you want to be a commodity in ring of donger, <laughs> check out our friends at bluechew.com. You know the drill, guys. Blue Chew gives you that. Good, good. You can get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Have I told you about Blue Chew before? It's the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. 
but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. You can plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Sign up at Blue Chew. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription in days. It's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. The tablets are made in the USA. They are prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew is fantastic. It is discreet. The postman isn't going to know what he's bringing you unless you're doing the postman. Then the postman will absolutely know what you're bringing. And what you're bringing is that excellent erect penis thanks to BlueChew.com. It's not just for people with a problem. It's about that performance. They are so confident in their product that they're giving it to you for free. Just pay $5 shipping. So you yeah. just said that you're bringing an erect penis to the postman. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. Uh, Van Twinblade says, who is that AJ kid from the scrum? AJ, awesome. He is a kid that comes to the AEW shows. He does. He's done interviews with Kevin Owens in the past. He's done a lot of interviews. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Very, very good kid. Always uh, very pleasant to see he and his mom at those shows. Ricky says, chance of the Iconics, now the inspiration to AEW. I mean, if they're not there right now, I wonder how realistic it is. But uh, they do have their visa situation squared away. Um, I don't think that we'll see them there soon, but I could be wrong. A lot of people thought that I was being really literally when I said I didn't expect to see Bray Wyatt in AEW, but you never know with that one. Zeke Jackson says, Omega and Osprey are Twitter beefing. Oh, good. They should be. They're the two of the best wrestlers in the world. They absolutely should be. Confliction says, speaking of Toronto with these KO rumors swirling, AEW could probably do a Canadian show with how many Canadians they have on their roster. Oh, yeah. They could sell really, really well there. So I, I'm sure people know this, but in case you don't, uh, the Khan family owns the Four Seasons Hotel in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tony Khan has spent a lot of time in Toronto because of that hotel. Before the pandemic, uh, in at least one interview that I saw, they talked about London and Toronto as the two cities that they wanted to hit outside the U.S. And yes. so uh, I absolutely, absolutely think they'll come to Toronto once uh, uh, the COVID stuff lightens up a little bit. Guys, we are wrapping up. So I'm going to get through these super chats. Tune 77 says there's still good things with Raw and SmackDown, but it's hard to sit through 75% of the crap for the amazing 25. I think even that's generous. 25. NXT has been fun at least. I thought last night's NXT kicked all kinds of ass. I thought that show was really, really good. I love the new additions to Diamond Mine. Um, that was that was really good. The Creed Brothers, they were wearing the black singlets like they were young lions. Loved it. We'll talk about the Creed Brothers on uh, The List Goes On because that's on my list, so I want to talk about it. Yeah. And I will, say, I will say one thing about SmackDown, and I never thought I would ever say this in my life. Uh, Baron Corbin is amusing me. Oh, he's amazing. he's amazing. I never thought I would say that. I never saw money in Baron Corbin. He's amusing me. So he's uh, he's coming along in terms of character development. So we'll wrap up. We've got a couple more, which is one more talking point besides Andrew's area and asking for everybody to know how majestic his eyebrows are. They are very nice, but thank you for the money, <laughs> Andrew. Um, <laughs> JJ Lee says, what's better for the biz? WWE, AEW working together, forbidden style, door style, or them competing Monday Night Wars-ish? Oh, them working together would be unprecedented, and it would be better for the business. You could sell out probably two or three straight nights of stadium shows if they work together for some reason, because it's the two top companies like that, that's never been done. I think Just competing would be, would be better for the business. Okay. Justin uh, says, any rumors when AEW are going to come to the West Coast? Um, I don't think they are through this year. At least that it's not on like the, the, the posts in the backstage area that I've heard of. Uh, Evan Wright says, Jimmy, as a big business guy and boss, what are your thoughts on Tony Khan hugging talent at media scrums? As a fan, it's nice to see. What about I got, no, I got no issue with it. I, I will say this. Uh, I learned. Me. What's that? It popped me. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? Tony seems like a genuine. Uh, Sean and I have talked about this a lot off the air. You know, Tony Khan, by his own admission, was a big wrestling fan and a fan of Ring of Honor, meaning yeah. that guys like CM Punk, who now work for him, he was a fan of. Guys like Brian Danielson, who now work for him, he was a big fan of. You can see the genuine enthusiasm on his face when he sits next to these guys at the scrum and looks at him and probably thinks to, him, thinks to himself, this is CM Punk, the guy that I used to watch as a fan. 
and and now yeah. he's working for my company. He's got a genuine enthusiasm, whereas Vince always kind of looked at everybody as a commodity. So I'm I'm cool with all of that. I did learn because he's asking about the business part of it. I learned a long time ago to kind of keep a separation. Sure. And so, uh, you know, with all due respect, to everybody that works for me, you're not going to see me go for dinner. Uh, probably. That's, that's why I uh, hit stunners with uh, hit stunners on Vitura and Melissa every time I see him. I'm not hugging them. <laughs> I am not, I'm not did you know Melissa much. got engaged? Did she? Congratulations, Melissa. Yes, Can't she wait did. to get invited to the wedding. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? What Matt could, McClure what says, could. will Tony split rosters between Dynamite and Rampage? No, there's no reason to because they build people effectively uh, regardless. And it's only um, an hour. They could yeah. just cycle guys in and out. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. Matt, Matt Black says, any word where Full Greer might be? Uh, I think uh, probably Minnesota or something like that. Just a guess. But guys, I think I got all the super chats. Until next time, thank you to our, our sponsor, twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.